It's Tuesday, January 19, 2010, Election Day in Massachusetts. Political earthquake in Massachusetts, plus the long aftermath of the real earthquake in Haiti. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, here in New York this week, it's been, I don't know, about 65 degrees and sunny, and it's kind of scaring the out of everybody. But but last week, it was the coldest week on record, and they told us that there was no global warming. What's going on here? This is your Green News Report. Today's Green News Report is brought to you by VelvetRevolution.us. It's now officially another big election year and today's election day, and VR is continuing their years-long fight against the failed and faulty electronic voting systems just like the ones they're using today in Massachusetts. Fight the fight along with VR by signing on to the DboldReturnOurMoney.com campaign. It's free and your voice makes a difference. Sign on at DboldReturnOurMoney.com to continue the fight for free, fair, accurate, and transparent elections in 2010. Okay, Des, it's freezing cold, then it's too warm. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, the weather just really isn't cooperating. Well, it's not cooperating with the climate denialists anyway. What do you have for us today? Today is the critical special election for the Senate seat in Massachusetts, previously held by the late Ted Kennedy, and the race between Democrat Martha Coakley, the state's attorney general, and Republican Scott Brown, a Massachusetts state senator, is extremely tight. At stake is the Democrats' supposed 60-vote majority in the Senate, where Republicans and corporatist Democrats have managed to block passage of any actual major legislation. It's not only health care reform hanging in the balance. It's also the future of climate and clean energy legislation. After giving the race little attention, the League of Conservation Voters came out with a last-minute ad blitz linking Brown to Bush-Cheney energy policies. Brown opposes the American Clean Energy and Security Act that creates new energy jobs. Brown opposes the plan that reduces our dependence on foreign oil and makes America safer. Yeah, we've heard a lot about how this race, uh, health care, is hanging in the balance, but very few people are talking about the fact that so does energy legislation and really the rest of the uh, Democratic legislative agenda. Yeah, to give you an idea of the high stakes in this race and the kind of spending we can expect to see this year as we approach the midterm elections in November, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has spent half a million in just the last month in advertising for Brown, far outspending the League of Conservation Voters and environmental groups. If elected to the U.S. Senate, Brown will be in good company. Last week, Rolling Stone magazine listed Senator James Inhofe, Republican of Oklahoma and noted climate change denier, as number seven on their list of the planet's worst enemies. Inhofe was miffed, as he told a Tulsa radio host. No, I should have been number one. Yeah, Inhofe is a conspiracy <laughs> theorist who believes thousands of climate scientists and nearly every major scientific organization and professional science society in the world are all pulling a major hoax. He's number one in my book, number one for crazy in the U.S. Senate. The American Farm Bureau is also going all in, siding with climate change deniers to kill climate legislation in the Senate. The American Farm Bureau is the main agriculture trade and lobbying group for big agriculture, and at their annual conference earlier this month, the group announced they will use their considerable lobbying power on Capitol Hill to kill the American Clean Energy and Security Act in the Senate, and officially questions the science behind human-caused climate change. The Union of Concerned Scientists this week requested to meet with the president of the American Farm Bureau to explain to him the disastrous consequences predicted for the agriculture industry with climate change, the little things like permanent drought and massive crop failures. These minor details are already happening. Half of the U.S. Midwest was declared an agriculture disaster this year by the USDA due to crop losses caused by drought and extreme weather. The American Farm Bureau, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, these official-sounding groups 
Who are they fighting for? It ain't for the people. It's for the big business, the big agribusness, and the big energy. Finally. It's now been one week since a massive earthquake destroyed much of the island nation of Haiti, killing and injuring tens of thousands of people and leaving hundreds of thousands homeless amid the rubble. While international aid is on the way, reports are emerging that the second wave of the disaster is beginning to unfold. Those who survived the earthquake are now in danger of dying from its aftermath, whether from injury, disease, or deprivation. Scientists had been warning for years that Haiti was already in a slow-moving ecological and human disaster. Widespread poverty means wood is the only fuel available for many, which has led to near-total deep deforestation of the island, which has led to flooding and mudslides and hurricanes. Here's documentary filmmaker Brent Renault, who visited Haiti just before the earthquake, reporting for the New York Times. It's really hard to imagine the way that people actually live in the slums of Port-au-Prince. I mean, imagine living on top of a sewage, on a garbage dump, in a tin hut with holes in the roof. No plumbing, no water, no electricity, no job to go to, uh, no school for your kids, and you can begin to understand what exactly the conditions are like there. Lack of building codes and cheap construction is blamed for the high death toll in the earthquake. The U.N. this week estimated it will take a decade to rebuild Haiti just to get it back to the same level that it was before the earthquake. Nonprofit humanitarian organization Architecture for Humanity has a plan for the long-term reconstruction of Haiti, focusing on safety, sustainability, and to reverse decades of neglect and environmental abuse. Check out their plan at architectureforhumanity.org. And check out our website, greennews.bradblog.com, for more on the stories we talked about today and much more in our Green News Extra section. Follow us at twitter.com slash Green News Report and download us anytime on iTunes. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>